BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the early line. Sports Grid on a Friday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside taking a look at the Open as this continues on. We are always on Tiger Watch. We'll get you the outright update in just a moment there. But let the people know what is the current state of affairs with Tiger Woods six over and outside of the top 100 after the first day of golf into round number two. What are we seeing from Tiger? Yeah, not too much from Tiger Woods right now. Is obviously, he's still battling out there in round two. The one thing that you could say about Tiger Woods is even if he doesn't have, obviously, his A, B, C, or D game during this British Open, at least he didn't do one of those, hey, Kevin, my you know leg really hurts. I'm just going to bow out of this one. So he is fighting the conditions and fighting the players. Now, we expected much better out of Tiger Woods, and some people here, including the FanDuel Sportsbook here, had an odds boost that included Tiger Woods to make the cut here in the British Open, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case, but still fighting out here and putting his best foot forward, if you will. Look, the, the tough thing is, now, I, you've been saying as well, I don't know if this is exactly correct here, but I can only go off what's in front of my face. It says the projected cut is plus three, which includes... A uh, hundred and twenty-seven yeah. golfers. If Tiger misses the cut, that's a tough, tough scene. And by the way, I was talking to someone yesterday who labels themselves a big Tiger fan, and you know how easy it is to splash the excuse bucket, right? The leg, the leg, the leg. They're like, yeah, that's nothing to do with that. He's just playing terribly. And it, Man, he had two days to kind of try and level it out here, Donnie, and it just doesn't look like that's going to be the case. No, it doesn't. And we're also talking about a golf tournament here. We're not playing the U.S. Open where you have a fairway about 15 yards wide that you have to hit before you knock it into six feet of rough. This is a golf course with, like, airplane hangar size fairways that you can hit, and there's not much trouble out on the golf course. And also, as we talked about with Cam a couple days ago, the weather's not bad at all. These are scoring conditions out here. This is the best this golf course is going to play scoring-wise here that you can get, and he's still not performing. Now. That's Tiger, mm. but the tang is about to shift because this leaderboard presents us something that I think we uh. have been waiting on. Right yeah. now, eight under, tied with Cameron Young, who has not teed off just yet, lives on Dustin Johnson. Second best odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now at plus 850. Rory still remains in front yet to tee off. Dustin Johnson seeing if he yeah. can bring it back to live. Now, Kev will like this one here. Going back in my day in the mid-90s here, we had sort of a faction come into wrestling with the NWO. And you know where I'm going with this here. So can you see the winning, the, the champion golfer of the year, as I like to say, not the British Open champion, Dustin Johnson. He takes the Clary Jug. Brings out the spray, <clears throat> shakes it up, and sprays L-I-V <laughs> on that trophy right there. You got to be, you want to send golf into oh. the stratosphere right now where he carries that around, spray-painted Claridge jug. I need this. Dustin Johnson 
whatever you do with the rest of your career, win the Open Championship and say, you know what? This trophy is nice, but now I'm going to head back to the real tour and see what I can do. It would be wonderful for golf. As the radio audience is here, I mean, you're interrupting yeah. the good stuff, all right? Where were you to begin? All Man. right, Kevin Walsh on the right Where side of the early you? line, Sports Grid Radio, you know the deal. But it needs he can't do it on his own. Like, Phil Man. Mickelson needs to come down. I need Bryson DeChambeau putting a package pile driver on the trophy. Brooks Koepka with the life all over in the background. Just going Man. absolutely running, running amok. <laughs> now, they don't really need to do that, right? Because they're allowed to play here. But... I mean, I'm into Donnie. They 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 can't wait to spray the green jacket at Augusta. Oh, the scene would be otherworldly. The scene would be otherworldly. People would be quite upset. Let me let me ask you this quickly here. The leader after round two, Cam Young plus two twenty, Rory plus two ninety, Cam Smith, Patrick Cantlay, and DJ seven to one. Dustin looks like he's going to go into the clubhouse here at eight under. That's where Cam Young is. And now Dustin actually just finished it out at nine, nine under. So he's yeah. actually now any juice to just taking a chance that DJ's nine under can hold, essentially getting seven to one on the guy that is in the lead right now. Yeah, it's, it's actually a good point that you bring up. And again, not being a, you know, a, an influential golf handicapper as myself here, I would like to see what the weather conditions, Kevin, are for this second flight of golfers that are going off. Because if it's one of those where Dustin Johnson got in good here, and then maybe that wind kicks up 5 to 10 miles an hour in the afternoon, or maybe some precipitation in the forecast, that could mean a lot. But Dustin Johnson, 5 under today, 9 overall. He's going to be in the mix over the weekend here, and maybe he has the juice here and the game to sort of take that down because you're right. I'm not playing Rory McIlroy's plus 340 price. That's just a little bit too low for me. But DJ at 7-1 now seems like it might be something he can do. If you just take a look again, so could Cam Young possibly not go – not even have to go wild, obviously. You just have to go two under. But you never know, right? Rory will enter the day three behind Dustin – that's legitimate breathing room there. Uh, now, Cantlay's still out there. He is through five holes, just two back of Dustin Johnson. But again, to get seven to one on the guy that's currently in the lead, I don't think that is a bad look there. We'll continue to follow the open. But up next, we're talking tight ends in the NFL. Who is in for a big season? We'll break it all down right here on Sportsbook. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. continue with an eye towards the tight end position and one guy who lands inside the top 10 is Dalton Schultz and Mike Gusecki receives honorable mention both will be playing 
on the franchise tag this year. And it will be interesting to follow. Dalton Schultz has certainly been a benefactor of a very, very good Cowboys offense. Looks like he could be in for a bigger season due to some departing names in Dallas. Mike Gusecki, though, maybe goes back the other direction as Jalen Waddles another year better and Tyreek Hill enters the fold. What do you think, Donnie, about these two guys? Maybe one more interesting to you than the other coming into this season playing on the tag. It, it seems like it's, it's an interesting position here with the tight end. Is you sort of get that transition, Kevin, from the old school tight end, like the New York Giants, like Mark Bavaro, like good blocker, catching some passes, can do some damage, to now basically de facto wide receivers. And also the interesting part coming up now is what we're going to see into the future here where tight ends don't get paid as much as wide receivers, but you're going to start to see that fight over, am I really a tight end or a wide receiver? And with these franchise tags, I should be paid as a wide receiver because, quite frankly, I'm split out quite a a bit as opposed to being on the line and blocking. But if you take a look at Schultz and Gazeki, two younger tight ends in the NFL, these guys are getting paid. But quite frankly, I think the teams did the right thing here. Say, look, I understand. You guys are good football players. You're still young. I still need you to prove it before I open up the vault and give you, you know, 30, 40, or $50 million guaranteed. Continue to play that price game where it's like, okay, we got you under Raptor for a year. You might not be happy with it, but you're going to get basically, what, two to three times what you were making the year previous. So I like the positioning here from both the player's perspective and the team's perspective by not saying, hey, Dalton, you know, Schultz, you're really a factor or a product, I should say, of the environment that Dallas is. Solid offensive line, good weapons, and a good quarterback. You probably wouldn't be doing this in another city, let's just say, for the Houston Texans. So know your role, as we like to say, with what your pay is going to be. But I think it worked out well for both sides on both of these tight ends from an organizational perspective and a player perspective. I think Schultz is very interesting coming into the year. You take a look last year, 800 receiving yards, 78 grabs, uh, which is only one yeah. less than CeeDee Lamb for the team lead, 104 targets, which was the same amount as Amari Cooper, which was tied for second most, and the eight touchdowns was tied with Amari for the team lead. Dalton Schultz really could play him in, I think, to a legitimately big number here in this Dallas offense. So I think things remain optimistic. Gusecki will have to see. But we talk about the tight end position. There's big names that you know. And that top 10 list, again, the execs and uh, coaches and players on the league continue to vote. There are only four guys, though, that at the moment on the FanDuel Sportsbook we have for season-long over-under. I'm not going to talk about these guys in the way that we have in the build-up, other positions of, oh, who's going to lead the league in receiving? I don't think we're betting anybody. Maybe only one guy you'd even consider to lead the NFL in receiving at the tight end position. But I do want to focus on Travis Kelsey. You'll see these four guys that'll enter the fold, and what'll jump out right away is a clear gap between Kelsey and the next group of guys that we'll talk about here. Travis Kelsey... 1,100 and a half yards at the tight end position for a season-long over-under. What is your reaction and thoughts potentially on which direction you would go when you see it? From what he's done in the past, looks like this should be easy, right? 1,100 yards. You're playing a Kansas mm -hmm. City offense, 17 games. But also, let's remind ourselves, Travis Kelsey getting a little bit older here, a little bit longer in the legs, and you did have a lot of protection. And what I'm talking about is, look, whenever you have Patrick Mahomes and you have Andy Reid dialing up the plays, the tight end is always going to be integral there in the process of moving the football down the field. But Tyreek Hill demanded, like, triple coverage here, which when you said it was third and 10, why is Kelsey wide open every third and 10 for a first down? It's because you were so worried about the deep play here going over the top with a Tyreek Hill. Now you don't have that. So when I look at that 1,100 yards, that's still a very good season because, quite frankly, last year, how about this? 134 targets, Kevin, 1,125 yards with Tyreek Hill because the thought process for me could go both ways. No Tyreek Hill, more, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, let's just say, targets and opportunities. I get that. But the reason why that offense moved very well is because Tyreek Hill took the top off of everything and he could go one-on-one -on -one with a linebacker as opposed to having extra safety help, which we'll have. I'm going to bite the bullet here. I'm going to go under here on Travis Kelsey at wow. that 1,100 yards. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying, right? Hyper-focus on Kelsey. 159 targets for Tyreek Hill last year. 159. You have to – Kelsey gobble at, what, 25 of those at minimum? You're talking now about a guy that is going to command – 
I, a floor, Donnie, of 150 targets, I would almost assume, for Kelsey. That is up. That only once, by the way, has even targeted 150 times, and that led to 1,300 receiving yards. I think Kelsey on the 1,100 and a half, while I hear what you're saying, that hyper-focus, if you get reasonable health here, he has to be clearing that number. I understand what you're saying. Though. I do think... Most receiving touchdowns, by the way. We talked about that a little bit in how Mike Evans, maybe more touchdowns and yards. Evans is the favorite alongside Cooper Cup. Kelsey is tied with a couple other guys for the second choice. So maybe that's the market where you really see Kelsey start to impact here. The other three guys on our list are George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, and Darren Waller, all in very, very different situations coming into the 2022-2023 NFL season. And again, big gaps between where these guys are and Travis Kelsey. Of the three, over or under, who catches your attention? I got to tell you, when you're looking overall, just at the price points here, you look at Kyle Pitts over under their 875 and a half, and you immediately say to yourself, now wait a second. This guy was a rookie tight end in the NFL last year, and he had 1,026 yards receiving last year. The sky is the limit. He's only going to get better in his route running and understanding how to be a professional athlete and also being a tight end in the NFL. But we have to remind ourselves, even though I'm not a big Matt Ryan fan, he still knew how to get the football here to his tight end, reading coverages, put him in the right spots, being able to coach him up. The reason I bring this up now is you say, well, wait a second. He got over 1,000 yards as a rookie. He's probably going to do at least that, if not more, in year two. We have to factor in. Matt Ryan's no longer down there in Atlanta. You're going to have Marcus Mariota, not the thrower of the football that Matt Ryan is. And even if that goes wrong, you go to a rookie in Desmond Ritter probably taking over the reins in Atlanta. So if I'm looking from a Kyle Pitts perspective, it's not his fault that he won't gain 1,000 yards next year. So when I look at that 875 in question, say, why is that so low? There's your answer. Now, also, they could be losing primarily in the fourth quarter. We can gain those junk yeah. yards. I get that. But I think you're getting a downgrade here, Kevin, at the tight end position and also taking a look here at George Kittle. 825 for George Kittle and a Kyle Shanahan offense. Again, us two guys here on the show, we're not in love with Jimmy Garoppolo and what he brings to the table, but Jimmy Garoppolo has been around the block. Let's just say Trey Lance gets under center and he's not as seasoned as Jimmy Garoppolo was and maybe can't make those throws or has a, you know, hey, I'm going to extend this play and make a play outside the pocket as opposed to Jimmy Steph drop when you get it to my tight end who's wide open over the middle. That's an interesting one to 825. So if I'm willing to take a look at those two guys, I still would trust George Kittle a little bit more to go over that 825 than I would Pitts at the 875 number. Those are my thoughts on some of those guys here. Yeah, I think for me, the thing again with Pitts, it's a little similar to what I said about Kelsey, though. The opportunity is going to be a lot mm -hmm. for Kyle yeah. Pitts. Russell Gage was the second option there. We know Calvin Ridley suspended for the season. I mean, the gap again between Pitts and the next guy in that receiving, I mean, it's Drake London, who's a rookie. So I think Pitts... Almost, I don't. A floor is in a thousand yards, but you don't need that. I think he's got a legitimate chance at it again because they should be losing a ton. Huge gap between him and the next closest guy. I'll mention then the guy we haven't brought up yet. Quickly, Darren Waller. Not the cleanest bill of health last year. Kept him under seven hundred yards receiving. Hunter Renfro proves himself as a thousand yard receiver. In comes Devonte Adams. I am struggling to buy in on Darren Waller. 900 and a half. I get it. It's not a huge number. But are we going to have three 1,000-yard pass catchers in this offense? I'm not so sure about that. Waller could all of a sudden transition to the third most targeted player on this roster. Fun conversation around the tight end position. Major League Baseball steps up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Baseball Justin, what are you planning trips to NFL games? What's going on over there? What are you talking about Monday? I don't know. I got not too many things. I'm like, like trying to plan things so I can just stay in my basement for the entire length of the football season. So we'll see if I can get some sunshine in the fall. I had to drag you out of the house once or twice. I'll see what I can possibly uh, uh, can, yeah. can make happen there. Uh, but the baseball preview begins with the Philadelphia Phillies and the Miami Marlins. I don't know. There's something about the Phillies. I, I don't feel... Have they, do they ever get easy games? I don't know what like when they play bad teams. It's like ah, oh, well here they are to disappoint, and then they're just like I feel like they've gone against Alcantara like every time they've seen the Marlins. Now that's not true, but it's just an odd feeling around this Miami group and the Phillies team here as well. Totals of seven going up against the NL Cy Young favorite. I guess I mean can he still start the All Star game if he pitches here? Probably right if it's a Tuesday. So. Interesting spot. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to go the 110-plus that he has been going. What do you like here, Miami and Philly? It's crazy. Like, you look at these two, the tail of these two franchises, right? The Philadelphia Phillies with an extremely high payroll because they can't have any, you know, young kids come up like – you know, Stott's terrible, Veerling average. I mean, Derek Hall is giving you a little bit here in that four hole, but sooner or later they're going to find him out. And it seems like Major League Baseball is starting to do that. Now, outside of the payrolls, you take a look at the Phillies, who are really limping, Kevin, into the all-star break. You go up to Toronto, and quite frankly, those last couple games in St. Louis, you could have built some momentum before you went up to Toronto, had a couple guys out on the COVID list, but quite frankly, it didn't even matter. You saw the COVID list go up there with Kansas City, and they won 3-1 to one over Toronto. Meanwhile, Zach Wheeler's on the mound getting pegged from that you know one through nine for the Blue Jays. But as they move on, now down to South Florida, exactly the team that you don't want to face because the Marlins, for some reason, have the Philadelphia Phillies number. And now you're going to go up against Alcantara tonight in a start, and it doesn't look good. But quite frankly, look at the number. It's now 168 at the FanDuel Sportsbook, so it's come down a little bit from this morning's odds. But that should never be the case. The Philadelphia Phillies should never be lining up against the Marlins as basically a minus 170 price. That just shouldn't happen here. But is there any way other to look than taking somehow in the Marlins? So if I look at that total that's listed at seven, who on the Phillies is doing any damage against Alcantara in this game? Nobody. When you flip it over, Gibson has been okay for the Philadelphia Phillies against a bad lineup for the Marlins. I do think the Marlins win. I don't want to necessarily pay, Kevin, a minus 170 price, but I have to tell you, if I'm looking for this game, it screams 3-1, to 4-1 to one final. It does. Which is more than understandable there. Again, Sandy has been outrageous. He's got a streak now of, I believe, 12 or more games, seven or more innings, which – in today's game, was an absolute rarity or has become an absolute rarity. It'll be interesting to see how long he goes today against the Phils. Obviously, the Phils can hit him around a little bit. They can dictate some of that fun game between two of the best, or well, again, not two of the best teams in the NL East, but two interesting teams, I think, on a day-to-day -day basis, certainly in that division. Braves-Nats continues the NL East breakdowns here. The Braves, as you would anticipate, a favorite against Washington and Patrick Corbin. Total is a nine and a half with the expectation that the Braves will have their offense working quite nicely. But here's an interesting little note here. You pull up it all. If you're with us on the television side, the Braves number is minus 205. We always talk about this. The numbers are changing throughout our show. So minus 205 down to a minus 168. Look, I'm used to numbers changing while we do this, but... That's a little mm. more than I'm typically accustomed to 
So maybe people waking up this morning and betting the Nats. Here's what's interesting about this game and the angle for me. We take a look at Ian Anderson on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. Not a great pitcher, so one of those bottom guys, four or fifth starters here for me in the lineup for the Braves. But he has really struggled, Kevin, this season with right-handed batters. And if we even just take a look at a snapshot from the last 30 days, a 405 weighted on base percentage to right-handed batters through 52 batters that he's faced. That's terrible. That's a lot of guys getting on base. But here, when we take a look at the Washington Nationals lineup of what we anticipate it to be tonight, Garcia lefty, Bell lefty, Soto lefty, Hernandez lefty, Ruiz lefty, Hernandez lefty. So if we're looking as many as six left-handed batters in the lineup here tonight for the Nationals, and why is that important? Look at the last 30 days. As I told you, Ian Anderson has really struggled with right-handed bats. But take a look at the lefties here, a 269 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 022. So even that price drop is a little bit expensive for a start for Ian Anderson on the road. I still think the Braves win because when you're trying to take a look at what teams do well and what they don't do well or what pitchers get certain sides of the plate out, Anderson struggles versus righties. And you're not going to have a lot of them in the lineup today here, Kevin, for the Washington Nationals. It's hard to to me, though, not to see these two teams line up here, the pitchers, and, and not take a look at that nine and a half, if only because of what we've seen during the season from these pitchers. Now, again, not every start is going to be the same, but over two starts against the Washington Nationals, Ian Anderson checks in at a 5-7-9. Corbin in two starts, in, from an ERA perspective, Corbin in two starts against the Braves, a 10-3-8. Big-time numbers there. It just feels like you should get enough from the Nats based on what we've seen this year if the Braves can hit. But again, another interesting spot to follow there. Nine and a half, obviously, is a big number. Someone's going to have to get to six if you're going to be able to cash your ticket. Red Sox-Yankees starts back up. The Yanks, again, not playing as good as they had. Some of their starting pitching maybe kind of regressing back to the middle a little bit. Montgomery against Eovaldi with a total here fluctuating between eight and a half and eight. What do you see with the Yankees in Boston? Yeah, let's take a look at this one because Eovaldi coming back into the rotation here. We'll see how long he goes, pitch counter, quite frankly, how effective he actually will be. But let's focus here on the Red Sox offense, Kevin, versus left-handed pitchers here during the season and also particularly over the last 30 days. So if we take a look at that 30-day snapshot uh, with Montgomery, 4.19 XFIP, which isn't bad here. And by the way, Montgomery, who is a left-handed pitcher, has dominated left-handed batters here. It's been sensational. 207 weighted on base percentage. ISO power number of a zero. But if we flip it over to the right-handed batters, which again, he hasn't been that bad, to be quite honest with you. A 313 weighted on base percentage, but a slightly elevated ISO power number of a 198. But let's flip it over to a Red Sox perspective of who we think is going to be in their starting lineup tonight batting against Montgomery. They've been wonderful, Kevin, against left-handed pitching over the last 30 days. And I'm going to give you some weighted on base percentages. Now, granted, they're not in the 100, 150, 200 batter range that you might have through midseason if you're just taking a look at it on a whole. But the majority of these guys, Kevin, at least 30 at-bats this past month against left-handed pitching, look at some of these weighted on base percentages here. Ref Snyder, a 533. Devers, 326. And he's the low man on that total pole. How about Martinez, a 417. Bogarts, 457. Verdugo, 469. Vasquez, 437. Dahlback, 403. So this is going to be like strength on strength right here where you typically say, okay, Montgomery's been very good. But my goodness, the Boston Red Sox are on fire against left-handed pitching here recently. Interesting stuff. Here's another thing, though, that fascinates me. It's Nathan Ivaldi getting the ball here against the Yanks. His last start came on June 8th mm-hmm. against the Angels. Uh, he had a back injury. And his re- his last rehar- rehab start, he went just three innings and 54 pitches on Sunday. So that's a little interesting there. You typically expect to see a little bit more. You know, his strikeout props are four and a half at plus 118. And not even for you kind of eliminate the projections for a minute there. What kind of rope does Eovaldi have? And that's, again, if even if he's pitching well. Like, is this guy hard capped at 70? That's it. Because, Don, right, we're close to the break here. I am sure Boston would take, even if it's four good innings from Eovaldi, and then turn it to the bullpen if so be it. 
just to get him out there, give him one chance to, you know, throw before then he hit the all-star break. Because obviously now you're talking about a real, real long gap for him. I'm wondering how long this guy's out there today. Yeah, veteran guy. And it seems like they're giving those veteran guys a little bit more leash here. As we saw Max Scherzer come back, you know, obviously not evolved in the same talent range as Max Scherzer, quite frankly, even Chris Sale. But those guys are coming back in that first game and at least giving you five innings here. So that pitch count might be a little bit higher than we anticipate as opposed to, hey, just get out there and we got, you know, 50 to 55 range. It seems like these guys are coming back in, Kevin, and at least being given that little bit longer leash, 80 to 85 pitches. But you're right. If you can get through five innings here for Nathan Eovaldi in a competitive game, I think they'll take that, certainly. There also is an argument to be made that they are factoring in the potential low pitch count there because if you look through his 12 starts, 10 of those, he's thrown five or more strikeouts. So for a four and a half to be there, I'm sure they're kind of protecting themselves in that respect. We have enough time. Do we have enough time to do Royals Blue Jays here? Like the fact that Manoa's yeah. got the ball and it's less than yesterday. I mean, minus 360. I, I feel like you're going to get a lot of people to touch the Kansas City Royals today. I might be wrong, but I feel like people will be a little interested. Yeah, why not stop them now? But also, I guess the other side of it would be they can't lose two in a row, Kevin, to the Kansas yeah, City Royals. Sure. I don't care who's on the mound. But yesterday, I mean, a guy named Zerpa dominated this Toronto Blue Jays lineup. So at least you say, hey, Granky's going to have a legitimate chance here. And until that Toronto offense wakes up, which what we saw late in that Philly series, I don't know. And is this that principle that you say they can't lose two in a row to a team down basically 33% of their baseball team? Or do you just ride it out and say, hey, Toronto certainly, even though they bounce back a little bit against the Phillies, they still haven't gotten their way just yet. And I'll continue to fade it at a nice price. The Blue Jays team total today is a five at a minus 120 number. Uh, in the first five, they're a full one and a half favorite, which is a lot. But here's the deal with Zach Ranke. In Kansas City this year, in seven starts, a 1.86 ERA. In the seven road starts, a 7.46 ERA. You will not find many pitchers, if any, that have that extreme of a home road split like you do here on Zach, uh, Zach Ranke up north. I think there's a real good chance that the Blue Jays hit him up today. More baseball previews coming right here on the early line after this quick break. Make sure you keep tuned in. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. no longer call the Baltimore Orioles the hottest team in baseball. But they're still in action, and it is, a, folks. Tampa is minus 118 at home against the Baltimore Orioles. I do not care what the pitching matchup is. What? That is unbelievable to see here. Baltimore Orioles 
gaining major respect in the market. What are you doing today, Donnie, with Tampa Bay and the Pipe and Hot Baltimore Orioles? Yeah, one of those guys that's, I guess, dancing between the raindrops here, and that's Wells, the young starter here, the right-handed starter for the Baltimore Orioles, a guy with a elevated XFIP number, Kevin. But his other statistics don't say that he can't get the job done. Why is that? Because even if you're giving up some fly balls, you like a little bit more ground balls because, obviously, ground balls can't leave with a home run as opposed to fly balls into the outfield. But take a look at this. Let's just go last 30 days here for Wells. Left-handed batters, Kevin. Keep in mind, Wells is a right-handed pitcher. A 217 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 078. Again, let's do 53 batters, so a decent little you know backtrack there. If we look at right-handed batters going up against the right-handed Wells, a 280 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 159. We already know, Kevin, Tampa Bay is a little bit offensively you know, hamstrung, to say the least, and pitching in a true pitcher's, pitcher's ballpark, which, again, quite frankly, the Orioles now have a pitcher's ballpark. So how much of a difference is it now going from Trop to, you know, Baltimore's you know, Oriole Park at Camden Yards? But even look at the offense here last 30 days. Look at the ISO power numbers here for the Tampa Bay Rays against right-handed pitching. 255 for, for Mejia, who actually looks like he's going to bat out of the eight hole tonight. Everybody else, Kevin, is below a what? 149, which guys were struggling. Lefties, righties, it doesn't matter. If I'm looking at this, and you're right, you take a look at the Baltimore Orioles on the road against Tampa Bay. He usually fights for the division titles here at less than a minus 120 price. It's almost like where do you sign up on the Orioles? But more than that, that's seven and a half. I actually think this game has a legitimate chance to stay under that seven and a half here. So I saw uh, Patino getting the ball today for Tampa. Like That stands out like more than it should. And it's because fourth game of the season for Tampa, Patino w- was out there, and I know a couple of people that were involved with a first-inning nerfy. First guy out, second batter double, third guy out. Just need to get out, no problem. Patino's injured, pitches no more. In comes Mazza, hit by pitch, Three-run homer, another homer behind that, and the A's ended up winning that game 13-2. to I don't think they've scored 13 runs. I mean, they probably have, but, you know, I mean, so Patino's a guy that I remembered from that obviously bizarre moment there. There's not a lot for, for uh, from your perspective, right, the numbers on a guy like a Patino. His sample size yeah. this season is three batters deep. Obviously, that's very interesting when you head into a slate. Continuing to move it forward here, the Mariners and their 11-game win streak are back in action, and it's Robbie Ray with the ball tonight. People are going to be back with the Mariners. There's no doubt in my mind against these Texas Rangers. Total is an eight. Where is the value here in the AL West? Yeah, snapshot here, 30 days, right? Let's take a look at Hearn, the left-handed pitcher here for the Texas Rangers. High XFIP numbers, but also he is a left-handed pitcher. He's only had 27 batters, Kevin. I don't mean to cut you off. What do you got? I don't want you to go down this path. Yeah, I don't want you to go down. I've been letting Don go down these paths, but I'm seeing Bush here on the FanDuel Sportsbook with the ball. A two and one record on the see, year, me... ERA a three six four, but that also could be out of the pen. Open, yeah, this is an. There open. we go. Yep, this is an open. Okay, so does Hearn so get the ball get after the primary him? handicap here for Hearn? Yeah, Hearn's going to get the ball after Bush here, so he'll get the you know second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, okay. however long he's going here. So if you take a look at Hearn on the mound again, twenty seven batters that he's faced over the last thirty days from the right hand side, he's been terrible, Kevin. Four fourteen weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of three twenty. Let's just take a look, and again. The Seattle Mariners have put together a great hot streak. And sometimes yourself, you hear the people say, just ride the streaks out. And there is something to that. Because if you're winning baseball games, Kevin, what's the chances that what you're doing? Hitting the baseball and being a very good pitching team here. And that's quite frankly what the Mariners have done on their win streak. Look at this lineup heading into today's game versus left-handed pitching, Kevin, over just the past 30 days. And again, we don't have large sample size of 80, 90, 100, you know, batters going up against pitchers here. Primarily right around that 20s mark. Look at the weighted on base percentages here, though, for the Mariners. 403, 332, 544, 387, 347, 344, 452, 660. So it basically correlates. The reason why they're playing good baseball is everything is working out for them. So if you're looking from a perspective, even if you want to flip it over and say, Donnie, 
Texas has actually been pretty good over the last 30 days at the plate against left-handed pitching, and they have been. But take a look at Robbie Ray's 30-day structure here. An exit number that's off the charts good here. A strikeout percentage, Kevin, over the past 30 days, almost 35% of the batters he's facing. Also, now let's take a look at the lineups and how it pertains here. To left-handed batters here. Again, Ray's a left-handed pitcher. Dominant. 13 batters, that's not a lot. How about this, Kevin? A weighted on base percentage of zero. They haven't reached base yet. So the, obviously the ISO power number is zero as well. Flip it over to right-handed batters, which sometimes you would say like, hey, you know what? Left-handed pitchers might struggle against them. He hasn't. A 232 weighted on base percentage and an ISO of 103. He's been lights out. So there you go. Lights out pitcher the last 30 days. Lights out lineup the last 30 days. Why not the Mariners once again tonight? Yeah, I want to add a little perspective here, too, just to give people the this. I mean, this guy has gone absolutely berserk over these last uh, couple of starts here. Thirty nine and two thirds innings. He has allowed mm-hmm. four total runs. I mean, just yeah. so dominant right now. That is a that is a sub one ERA in his last six starts way way back to form for Robbie Ray, obviously last year's AL reigning Cy Young. White Sox twins yesterday, Johnny Cueto goes out there and really twirls it uh, pretty nicely for the White Sox, and they get a big win. They are a dog here, though, with Kopech getting the ball. Kopech's an interesting guy. I feel like early season he was so dominant, untouchable, but you've kind of been telling me, that the numbers have started to point in the direction where he's actually, I don't know about full fade material, but you can line it up against him, and we're seeing that today, a dog price against Smeltzer and the Twins. Total here's a nine. Yeah, we're going to keep on taking, Kevin, some of these snapshots here over the past 30 days in baseball. Also, take a look at the weather conditions today in Minnesota. I was just looking at 80 degrees at first pitch, light wind blowing in about five miles an hour, so going to be insignificant, but you're right. Look at Michael Kopech over the past 30 days here. An XFIP number approaching six here. Look at his splits. And he is usually, he's supposed to be a power-armed right-handed pitcher here. Throws hard, striking out less than 20% of the batters he's faced. Walk percentage, Kevin, in the last 30 days, 12%. That's extremely elevated, which means guys are getting on base. So let's also take a look at how he matches up between lefties and righties. 56 batters he's faced from the left-hand side over the past 30 days. 426 weighted on base percentage. Elevated ISO power number 347. If we look at the right-handed batter trim, Kevin, 337 weighted on base percentage, which is slightly elevated, but with a 226 ISO power number, he's getting himself in trouble. So let's take a look at this Twins offense and how it lines up today. They've done very well over the past 30 days against right-handed pitching. Taking a look at this lineup, only two guys, and quite frankly, this is interesting here. Byron Buxton's got a 286 ISO power number, which is fantastic against right-handed pitching, but he only has a weighted on base percentage of 277, which means it's all or nothing, right? One at a bat out of five, he's striking out four times, but hitting a home run on that fifth at bat, which is what it sounds like. But only two guys in this lineup, which again is Buxton and also Sanchez with weighted on base percentages below 300. Everybody else is at least, let me see here, a 342 weighted on base percentage. So I'm looking at the over here. And also, if we try to match it up and say, okay, well, we just took a look at the Pitcher for the White Sox and Kopech. Smelter here. High exit over the past 30 days, approaching five. Lefty batters a 420 weighted on base percentage. Righty batters a 357. So I like the team total here for the Minnesota Twins, but also you can get some buy-in here on the over nine in this game as well. Both of these pitchers should get hit today. I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And just to add one more wrinkle, uh, on the 5th of July, so just two starts ago for Kopech, four and two-thirds against these Minnesota Twins. Eight hits, six earned, four Mm. home runs. Don't be surprised if the home run derby makes a trip to Minnesota tonight. We've got enough time, I think, to break down at least one more game here. Hold on a minute now. Is this real? I got to tell you, sometimes, you know, we start fresh series. I'm not aware where every single one is lined up. I mean, who built this Angels schedule here? Then again, they did throw them games against winnable opponents, and, and they couldn't do anything. So I guess who cares? A pity party for no reason. But it's never easy when you welcome the Astros into town and then flip it back around and the Dodgers make the drive over. Uh, around a minus 200 for Clayton Kershaw. Again, Angels games are easy to cap. Is Otani on the mound? No, they will lose. But, Donnie, I guess you can add a little more of a breakdown for the people. 
Yeah, if we take a look, actually, Sandoval has some very good XFIP numbers here. His strikeout rate over the past 30 days, Kevin, 30%, which is great. Walk rate below a 10%. And also, he's really handled his business against left-handed batters because, again, he's a left-handed pitcher. But the right-handers, that's a different scenario. 361 weighted on base percentage. And tonight, you're going to be loading up with right-handed bats in that talented Dodgers lineup. The only lefties it looks like we're going to get tonight would be from Freddie Freeman and also from Gavin Lux. But doesn't it just come down to, you look at these two teams, always heading in opposite directions the Dodgers playing good baseball into the break look to be a World Series contender and then we have Mike Trout Shohei Otani have fun at the ballpark we stink with the rest of our baseball club and also the battle of LA how much battle is it here anyway is it going to be all Dodgers fans down in Anaheim tonight probably so but I think you have it right now with the Angels call me when Otani's on the mound and there's a chance to take them at a decent price outside of that how do you take them against any decent ball club without Otani on the mound Tonight's no good. Look, it might be a home game per se for the Angels, but I bet you, just like a Lakers-Clippers game, probably has that same feel where the away fans are way more than the home fans. Well, the Dodgers will probably like travel so they can watch Otani. That's a shame he's not going. Because there's only there's only two games left here before the break. Man, I, I, I wish I wish he was getting the ball. I'm trying to think about does Otani Donnie have enough sauce? to be favored over the Dodgers in one of the... He would have, I think, right? If he was a favorite over the Astros, he probably could have lined up. At home, yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. At home, but let me ask you this, right? Get, roughly. It's not going to happen, but to get, to get a perspective. Angels home, Otani has the ball. Gonsolin has it for the Dodgers. What does that number roughly yeah, I, look I, like? Give me, give me a 118 on the Angels. How about that? Give me the old FanDuel 118. Basically, that says, yeah, they're a favorite, but we can't go crazier because it's still the Angels. That's what it feels like to me. I think the Dodgers would be closer, like minus one twenty. I, I mean, it's. I, I know it's Otani. I do, but I mean, you know, Gonsolin doesn't really lose. It's the Dodgers. That would be interesting. But then, I mean, then again, he just. Now, I'm not saying that they necessarily win the game automatically, the Dodgers, but yeah. it would be interesting. Qu- quickly, anything else early catching your eye on the baseball slate? Giants and Brewers ca- uh, carries on. Bumgarner's going up against the Padres. I know he's sometimes checked in as a potential fade option. Yeah, maybe without without those games, how about the 220 game today? Mets and the Chicago Cubs. Big series here for the Mets to keep that momentum after playing the Atlanta Braves. Should be interesting. And also, Mm -hmm. I do like some of these where Stroman was a Met, now pitching against the Mets. So maybe some high drama here early on on a Friday, which we'll be live for on the money line. So there you go. Yes, we certainly will. Potentially a a revenge spot for Stroman and his Mm -hmm. 9.33 ERA at Wrigley Field. I don't know what the revenge is going to look like there. But as we set to close out the week here on a Friday, all you have to do is grab your potato chips and listen up as Donnie will close out the week. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, last segment of the week here for the early line. Right here on Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. And as usually, Kevin Walsh and myself taking you through from 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it over to the morning after and Ben Stevens. A lot of great information this week as we head off and get closer and closer to the NFL season. Now, today we talked Major League Baseball. We even hit on some of the trade markets in the NBA and what to look forward to. But I got to tell you people out here today, what is going on in the NBA? Listen up. Now, the NBA, entertaining during the regular season, absolutely. The NBA, entertaining during the playoffs, you guessed it. But the NBA entertainment never ends when the season does and often sometimes ramps up to an even higher level. We're in the midst of trade season in the NBA. You just saw yesterday DeAndre Aiden trying to escape to the Indiana Pacers. No, sir, says the Phoenix Suns as he goes back to Phoenix with a large contract. But all eyes seem to be centered not around Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets, not even around Kyrie Irving. Does he want to stay? Does he want to go? Or the Nets even know what he plans on doing. But it's actually Donovan Mitchell, the Utah Jazz, and the New York Knicks. And why I bring this up here? Because in the past, we see great players in the NBA get moved all the time. Charles Barkley out of the city of Philadelphia. If you remember, Charles Barkley got traded, I believe, for Jeff Hornacek, Lang and Perry. Think about that. For one of the best players in NBA history. But now we're taking a look at Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz. And I'm seeing here Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, Miles McBride. And get this. Six to seven first round draft picks? Who is this guy? Are you getting Jordan and Pippen back? Are you getting Kobe and Shaq back here? Are you getting LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh in a combo for that many picks? What are we talking about here at this point now? And what is going on in the NBA and every other league you covet first-round picks to build your team? And here we are, the New York Knicks saying no problem with up to six to seven first-round picks. Get out of town, people. What's going on out here? But you know what is going on in the grid? Morning after, coming up right now. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.